0: Space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spy master director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back here. How not to get ripped off by a car dealer? Team doing this for a long time. Or live, we're right here in the studios in North Palm Beach, Florida. The true oldies stations. There's several in South Florida, but we also stream all over the world. We have uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Then we have youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. So a lot of ways you can stream us or listen to us. Uh, we uh, we hope that you listen to us for a while. I don't expect you to listen to us for the full two hours because we're on from now, that's about 8 a.m. Eastern time to 10 A.M. Eastern Time every Saturday, two hours, uh, mainly talk. It's live talk, which is exciting. Uh, there's just not a lot, not a lot of that going on now. There's so many other areas of entertainment, but I, I don't think live talk will ever die. I mean, there's nothing that can match it. It's exciting. It's fun. Educational. Uh, it's real. I mean, you can't. Uh, if you play the game honestly, which we do, uh, we don't screen our callers. We don't ask them, what are they going to say, or are you, uh, are you happy, are you mad, do you have a constructive criticism, or you just want to tell early stupid. We, we accept all calls, and, uh, and we get mainly very good calls. In fact, the calls we suddenly realized had been the backbone uh, of this show. Uh, we literally learn more from you callers, and I think that we teach the people that are listening. Extremely educated, uh, well-informed people from the streets of the USA and around the world. We hear experiences at car dealers that uh, are very educational to everyone listening, and uh, we have advice and suggestions, criticisms. so we prioritize your calls. I'm going to give that telephone number out, and we hope uh, you have uh, time to call us. Uh, Please write it down because I know you're not going to want to call us right away. But, you know, if you you tune in and tune out sometime before 10 a.m. Eastern Time, call us at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And you can make a note if you have something on your mind and call in any time during that time. We prioritize your calls. And we have other means of reaching us, which I'm going to give you the information to in just a minute. But the calls, whenever they come in, Nancy Stewart is sitting to my left, and she just did what I was going to say she would do. She tapped me on the shoulder because we have a live caller.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome. We have John from Palm City. Welcome, John.
2: Good morning. morning. I want to discuss a topic that Nancy spoke to two weeks ago. She touched on it. And it's amount of car insurance and the way it's going through the roof. Mm. It's unbelievable. It's not only on a car, it's on a house. It started in California, and it's spread now to all of the state of Florida. And companies like Farmers Mutual and uh, AAA have pulled out completely. And the reason that they stated on it are several. One is the cost of new replacement parts on a car if it's hit or stolen, Two is uh, stealing, theft. Theft is out of sight, unbelievable, and uh, naturally uh, the availability of replacement car, uh, you know, replacing a, a leased car while your car is being fixed. But here's what I want to say: the number one thing is car theft, and I've been there. I hope nobody has the experience that I did. When I lived in New York, I came from a flight at LaGuardia Airport. And I, with the luggage, came to pick up the car, and it was gone. It was gone with the wind. Uh-huh. No sign of it. Had to take a cab home. And uh, it's, it's unbelievable what's going Memphis, Tennessee, there was 11,000 cars stolen in 2022. That's twice as much as 2021. They had a, actually set up a sky uh, tower in the heart of town with the police look overall, like an um, overall view It got so bad, Columbus, Ohio is another one, Uh, tremendous theft, Buffalo, New York, it could go on and on, Minneapolis, it's unbelievable, and one of the big guilty people was uh, Kia and Hyundai. Kia and Hyundai had a problem with stolen cars, 3.8 million Hyundais that were available to be stolen, 4.5 million Kia, it's been corrected with software updates. But the attorney generals of 17 of the United States had to sue them to, to get the recall on those cars. So it's completely out of sight. It's, it's unreal. I don't know where we're heading, because the car insurance uh, renewals especially are so high. It's, it's just unbelievable. And I just want to ask, uh, oh, another thing too. If two weeks ago, if you saw the fire in Newark, New Jersey, On the Italian liner, that had 1,200 used cars that were being shipped out completely out of the United States to who knows what countries. And this is another problem that's going on. One of my three cars that was stolen, they were all Toyotas, were found on the way to the Throck Bridge in Queens. (laughs) They they, they ran out of gas on the expressway, and they presumed that it was being taken uh, out of state or out of the country. But I just want to mention, and I want to, you know, we're back to the old bars on the steering wheel. I want to see if Rick recommends using that or what he thinks about a deterrence that we could prevent from these stolen cars being done.
3: If you got two identical cars sitting side by side and one of them has that big old steering wheel club locked on the steering wheel, mm-hmm. that one's going to still be there because it takes more time to get to defeat that, sure. and they're going to go for the easier car. So yeah, I I totally agree that those can be worth their worth the money to get them and use them. But you got to remember to use it.
0: Well, that's a great that's a great mm-hmm. suggestion, and it's not just the club, but any theft deterrent that the thief potential thief thinks is on that car is going to make him go to the car beside it that has nothing. I mean, you can have glass etch. You can have an artificial sticker that says this car protected by GPS. And uh, as long as they, why, why should they take a chance? Why not take a car that's totally unprotected and they're sure of it? So I think that's a great idea. You don't have to spend a whole lot of money on theft deterrent. Just put a sticker on the car saying it is
3: covered. A lot of companies used to sell these little devices that you could kind of wire it in and have a light that would show up on yeah. your dash oh, yeah. that would just sit and blink, oh. and that's all it did. Yeah. Yeah. But it made them think that yeah. you had a car alarm, and if the guy next to it doesn't have that, obviously they're going to go for the easier target. It's like security cams
0: around a home or a business. You can put up, you can go on Amazon now and you can buy a fake security cam camera that looks as authentic. Uh, maybe more so than a real one and you put those up, they cost maybe 10 bucks a piece instead of 100 bucks and uh, people think you have security cams, they rob your neighbor's house instead of yours. Yeah,
1: sure. exactly. You know, there was a time that I didn't get out of my car unless I put that locking bar on my steering wheel. It, there was a time when nobody got out of their car almost nobody and they did the same I, thing. My so,
3: favorite, My favorite thing I always heard about that was somebody would say, oh well they can take liquid nitrogen and pour on the lock and break it with a hammer.
1: That takes some I mean, time.
3: Well I'm just wondering. <laughs> walking How many people wander around with liquid Nitric. nitrogen on, on them? I mean, I've food. never had any of that in my <laughs> life, and I'd love to play with some.
1: That's a good one. <coughs> How do you like that, John? Thank you,
2: John. Well, worth
0: you're worth you're always a great caller.
1: Do you have any other quite? Any other?
2: No, I bought I bought that bar, and I never had a car stolen after that. Yeah. You but you is it that easy for if the car was exported? Like this ship in New Jersey. Is it true? Errol would probably answer that. That many of the cars, they don't require the title or the ownerships. And they're not even on a national (coughs) register of stolen cars. And they just get shipped out one, two, three. Is there any truth in that?
0: Yeah, there's uh, the, the few problems, serious problems we've had in our dealership. And it's been a long time, knock on wood, but uh, professional uh, professional thieves, they do exactly that. It usually happens around an area where a port exists, like the Port of Miami, Port of Fort Lauderdale. So people uh, will come all the way up to Palm Beach County, jump in a car, drive it straight to the port, put it on a boat, and it goes to Panama or it goes to some other uh, country that's not too careful about checking cars when they come in. So, yes, uh uh, that happens all the time and that's that's a real pro and the real pro is awful uh, tough to st- stop because he's, he's really uh, educated and knows what to steal and what not to steal and how to get rid of it real fast
2: well everybody be cautious, the bar is a good example to use exactly,
1: thanks for the call John uh, stay tuned for our mystery shopping report it's going to be very interesting you're going to enjoy it
2: alright guys, thank you again for being there
1: Thank you. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymous feedback. We love hearing from everyone who uses uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. We are going to stay with the phones, and uh, we're going to go to Lance, who's become a regular caller from Tennessee. Good morning, Lance. Good morning, Earl. Good
4: morning, Earl.
0: Hey Lance, boy! Now you you have to stay tuned because uh, the dog of the week that we have is a coonhound, and I know that's kind of a southern thing, coon hunting. So we got a a coonhound named Sully that we're trying to find a home for. Do you need a coonhound? I'm
4: sitting here looking at one. Matter matter of fact, it favors my first wife. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: You're a hoot, Lance.
4: Day, you were, uh, you talked about educated and informed listeners. We felt last like that you were reaching out to us this morning with that comment. And uh, we came up with a little, a little song to start today's show off. Let's hear it. If you're sitting alone and no place to go, it's Saturday morning,
0: Earl Stewart on the radio. Do <laughs> <laughs> you mind if I save that audio clip? Uh, we can That's use really that good. on our introduction. We'll, we'll use that for advertising if you'll sign off on it. That's really good. Well, Earl, I'll, I'll
4: sign anything. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> uh, we, uh, I, I, I listened to the interview of former of the current uh, president of the Ford Motor Company on um, CNBC this week. Uh-huh. and uh, He certainly is changing the face of Ford. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure he's for the best, and I think that Ford is, is facing a revolt in dealers. You know, everybody in this world is not comfortable
0: buying a car on the internet yeah a lot of people aren't you're absolutely right um it's um it's a generational thing and uh when old guys like me uh die off and nothing is left but the young folks everybody's going to be using the internet but i i think if you if you're born in the 40s or 50s or 60s the whole idea of committing your hard-earned cash uh, via a smartphone or a, or a computer, uh, it leaves a little chill. You know, you're a little bit nervous, and you're absolutely right about that.
1: And you know, Lance, uh, it, it gives you uh, it gives some of us uh, some uh, protection, and uh, it gives us control uh, to go to the internet. Uh, but myself, uh, you know, maybe it's my age. I, I don't know. I would rather go into the into the dealership.
0: Yeah, pick the product off the shelf, put it on your arm, pay for it, and go home. It's a, it's a simple thing to do. So a lot of people still feel that way.
4: Well, you all talk a lot about A and I. You know, we've got a tremendous amount of A here, but not much <laughs> I. <laughs> I was
5: wondering when you're going, going with that. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> Have a good show today. All Thank right, you, please. Lance. Stay tuned for the mystery shopping report. It's going to be a doozy
6: we will all right
1: yes definitely you want to hear this one
6: that sets the mood for the day yes
1: (laughs) 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 ladies and gentlemen i want to let everyone know that we do give fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers ladies give us a call let us know what your experience was in service sales lease or if you just want to call and say hello we'd love to hear from you and it's a win-win situation i'm trying to build a platform for the ladies right here uh on earl on cars and we're doing a pretty good job of you it you sure are so uh join us this morning the first two new lady callers 50 dollars. Uh, We are going to go to, speaking of lady callers, we're going to go to Pat. She's calling us from New Jersey. Yay, New Jersey. And she is a first-time caller. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. How are you today? We're great. Thank you. Nice to hear from you, Pat. You just won yourself $50 this morning. And when we're finished talking, if you would like to stay on the line and get your contact information from Jeremy it will allow me to send you a check for $50. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um,
7: I wanted to ask Earl a couple of questions. I'm the 2008 Prius, mm-hmm. and it, um, I have 176,000 miles on it, and the main battery is still um, it keeps charging up. It never seems to uh, let me down. Um, I was just wondering how often I should get my um, car
0: uh, tuned up. Well, that my answer, but I'm going to turn this over to Rick. My answer is check your owner's manual, and they will tell you exactly
3: when. Rick, what
0: uh, what's your comment?
3: Uh, a tune-up on a Prius is simply replacing the spark plugs and – it takes a little while extra on those because the the way the engine is designed, it's it's kind of buried under under what's known as the wiper tray. So the cost on that, um, let me get it, get my head around the numbers here. Uh, you're looking at about three hundred dollars for the for replacing those spark plugs, and that needs to be done about every one hundred and twenty thousand miles. Um, so if you haven't done that, it's, it's definitely time to do those spark plugs. That's all there is for a tune-up. Your coolant is due at 150,000 miles and every 50,000 miles after that. And this is coming straight from the Toyota factory recommended maintenance. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, it's just oil changes and air filters and that. But the as for the HV battery, the computer keeps such a close watch on it that if there is a problem with that battery, it'll put up a warning light to tell you. Otherwise, you kind of have to have some faith in it and just go ahead and drive it and enjoy it because trust me, they a lot of people are get concerned about the animation showing the where the battery level is on that screen. All that is is an animation to help encourage people to drive in a more fuel efficient manner. But it really it wow. correlates somewhat to what the actual battery is doing. But that big hybrid battery is never gonna be fully charged or fully discharged. It's always gonna be going up and down, up and down, cause it's constantly using power and getting power back into it.
0: Pat, how many miles do you have on that two thousand six Prius? Two thousand
1: eight.
3: Two thousand eight. Two thousand and eight. Uh, one seventy six. Yeah, it's getting 100? up close to the uh yeah the warranty. Have have you done a uh uh spark plugs on it yet? Yes,
5: yes,
7: okay. I did. Uh, and, I did it. I did it late though. I did it late
1: around
3: one fifty. That's all right.
1: But um, better late yeah. than never, yeah. Yeah. Pep.
3: <laughs> and, and did did you do the uh, the coolant? Have you had the coolant replaced yet?
7: I'll I'll have to ask Mike, the guy that I take the car to. I don't. I haven't been
3: to the dealership in uh, maybe years but uh, that's that's up. totally fine uh but th- there are i two... have to
7: ask him i yeah.
3: have to ask
7: him because there... i don't remember good yeah, idea
3: there are two cooling systems on that one is for the engine and one is for the hybrid system and i i do highly oh. recommend the toyota pink super long life coolant because it is specifically designed for the toyotas especially uh but yeah other than that and anybody can do that fluid change but, uh, yeah, you're in good shape. I, w- I would keep running that car.
1: And, uh, oh, yeah. And Pat, I'm going to drive that, darling, right into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Pat, you know you know and I know you're driving a great car. doesn't require a whole lot of uh, maintenance. So uh, for that, you sound like as if you're an educated consumer. Wish you a lot of luck. And uh, if you don't have any other questions, uh, I will put you in uh, contact with uh, Jeremy now. How's that sound? Okay, great okay
8: have a good day everyone
1: give give us a call again and thank you for helping us build this platform here for the ladies okay our number here is 877-960-9960 and uh you can text us at 772-497-6530 don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com and remember i have 50 dollars for the next female new female caller so give us a call Uh, We are going to go to Charles, who's calling us from Connecticut. Good morning, Charles. Good morning. I've got a question
9: or two for Rick. Pros and cons and costs. I'm looking for a second opinion. And he may want to grab a paper and pencil or just answer these as they come up. I have a 2009 XC70 Volvo station wagon. It's got 71,500 miles on it. I drive it about five months, maybe three, four thousand miles during the summer, and then I'm back to North Palm Beach. And it's the six-cylinder 3.2-liter engine. Um, I got a suggested list of repair—not repairs, but uh, preventive maintenance. Probably one is a coolant flush. And uh, I just heard something called long life coolant, which is interesting. Um, Four hundred and sixty dollars. Spark plugs, five hundred and ninety dollars. And I do know that Volvo recommends replacing those at seventy five thousand miles. Engine and cabin filter, three hundred and twenty seven dollars. A brake flush. Uh, $251, mm-hmm. and then what precipitated all of this was the fact that I, there's a crack in the windshield washer reservoir. And I don't know if that's just a uh, tube that runs there or if it's the actual reservoir. Um, but anyway, net net cost, $2,275. Wow. And I do plan on keeping the car because it uh, it's solid. There's no rust. Uh, 2009 Volvo station wagon seemed to me to be a pretty solid keeper. So I
3: hope you're not throwing up there, Rick.
2: No, I'm sorry. I just had
3: <laughs> a little bit. No. Hey Charles, uh, we there all There was are. a moment there when you hit me with the air filter. <laughs> we're, car, we're,
1: we're gasping.
9: That was like
3: wow. <laughs> Okay, yeah. where, where, where did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> is this in this Connecticut? Yeah,
9: this is up. And this is up in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. This is
3: not uh, back down in Florida. Yes. Okay. I'm not super familiar with the prices on Volvo. However, the coolant flush, I would check the owner's manual for your recommended maintenance and see if that's a Volvo required thing at that time. Because like Toyota says, at, at first one is doing 150,000. And the super long life is simply what Toyota calls our pink coolant, and so I would I would check and see what Volvo uses, you know, in their recommended. How much was it, How much was his? What did they charge him? Like four hundred
5: four sixty.
0: Yeah, Charles. Four Charles. Charles, yeah. Charles about the bottom line is, if you haven't checked your your owner's manual, you should because don't do anything, don't buy anything from an independent repair or a car dealer repair that is not in your owner's manual recommended
3: by the manufacturer. So, Absolutely. Uh, I would go with that for the spark plugs and the, the coolant and check and see if that brake flush really needs to be done. As for those air filters, go on YouTube and look that up and I would bet that if you can't handle replacing it yourself, you can find some young guy nearby uh, that can watch that YouTube. Replace those two filters, and it shouldn't cost you more than, even if you bought the filters from from Volvo, it shouldn't cost more than $100 for the parts. And normally replacing air filters is about a 5 to 10-minute job. Even a cabin air filter, some of the worst ones I've seen, the hardest there are to do, they take 10 to 15 minutes. 300 Charles, and some odd dollars Charles, for two filters is nuts. Go, go to
0: Check your consumer reports. I have them pulled up here. Just uh, put in consumer reports, car repair, and they have a... uh, a advice for you you put your zip code in you tell them what car you're making and model and they will tell you the recommended independent and dealer repairs and they will also give you an estimate of the fair price of whatever operation is recommended so consumer reports car repairs and put your zip code in new jersey where you're located they'll give you the place to, that are honest trustworthy and have fair prices and tell you what those prices would be
6: yeah because online that's for <coughs>
10: A what coolant flow should be about $200.
6: The, <laughs> for a Volvo, the, the average is
9: $219.
6: $219. $219 for the coolant flow is the average.
9: Oh, Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the car is at this point 14 years old, so it's probably time to get the coolant yeah. out of there and replace it. Um, and every now and then, Rick, I've noticed that when I start the car up, um, it, it will misfire uh, for a few seconds. So I quickly turn the engine off and start it up again with no problems. And I'm guessing that may be related to the spark plug's age. Um,
3: who knows? That can certainly be if, if they've got a little bit of fouling on the spark plugs. Or I have seen some engines that when they sit for a while, uh, a little bit of oil or coolant can seek past some of the seals and slowly go down into the cylinder. And you'll get just a small amount in there. But when you first start the engine after it's sat overnight, it's got to burn that off so it can make a little misfire or even some smoke for a first minute or two. Uh, If that's all it's doing and it runs normally and smoothly once it's warmed up a little, I wouldn't be too concerned on it. I I would just keep driving until it gets worse Uh, for the main reason being that an older car like that, you don't want to put a whole lot of repairs in it because you're not going to really see a big return financially in the value of the car later but you also don't want to waste a bunch of money on you on it uh and trying to fix things that really don't need to be fixed on a car that you would rather you know trade in later or sell later it's not going to change that value very much i would just keep driving it and get the best use you can out of it
9: well, speaking of continuing to drive it, I'm wondering if there's anything else that you'd recommend, like belts or hoses, because uh, I don't want to be stranded along, you know, <laughs> who knows where with uh, a busted belt or, or something like
3: that. I go with a visual inspection. If the belt, If the hoses aren't leaking, they're good. If the belt doesn't have cracks in it, it's good
1: charles thanks thanks so much for the call you want to stay tuned for the mystery shopping report if you want to you know uh, open the door into your situation with pricing you want to listen to the mystery shopping report from southern nissan sutherland nissan thank you
9: one one quick final question one quick final question wait times on a highlander hybrid
1: stu
6: Highlander hybrid is is over a year right now. Um, the, yeah, the um, those are, you, you asked about the toughest one right now to get um, that in and in a Sienna. The hybrids are just uh, second half of the year are, are seeing an increase, uh, a, a pickup in production. So the pace at which they're getting delivered to li- dealers will pick up a little bit, but um, it's still going. Well, we have people on our waiting list right now that have been on on it for over a year, um, and they'll be getting there shortly after waiting Well, year, that,
0: that also depends on the, what the dealer's charging. And uh, uh, because we we have a fair price, MSRP, uh, we don't go we have, over we have
6: that. A longer, yeah, we have a list. But I mean, uh,
0: if you find a, if you find that model on a, a Toyota dealer's showroom, they're probably asking several thousand dollars over. For a hybrid, de-
6: yeah, definitely. Well, I
0: want to I buy it from you.
9: Um, but Okay, I'll let you move on to the next caller
0: okay
1: and in charles it's uh, amazing how your order can be expedited whenever you don't get i'm going to call it crazy about the color of your vehicle and a lot of other things you can get a lot of quicker Uh, um 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 we are going to go to Lisa from pompano beach and uh, she is a first time caller good morning lisa good morning how are you we're well thank you Thank you for calling, and uh, if you stay on... I'm so glad I came across you folks. I really am. Oh, thank you so much. There is a lot of information to take in, isn't there? If you stay on the line, um, you can uh, talk to uh, Jeremy in our control room, and uh, he will uh, get your contact information. That'll allow me to get you a check for $50. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. What can we do for you this morning? Okay, so
7: I caught the end of your show um, last week when I was driving to work, and today I didn't have to work, so that's why. I'm First of all, do you have a YouTube channel?
6: Yes, we yep, do. We
7: do. You do. Okay.
6: Yes. Uh, Can uh, I just get look that? for yeah. Just look for Earl on Cars um, on YouTube. Okay. But you could just go directly to YouTube.com/slash or slash Earl on Cars. Okay. But, but using I'll the I'll search on the... You, yeah, searching on YouTube is what I do <laughs> every time Perfect. I get. Yeah.
7: Perfect. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so. When I caught that, well, it was early in the morning because I usually work at 8, so it was like I caught, like, let's just say it was quarter of 8 last week. I have a Toyota 2005 Green Camry. Now, the, I think it was a woman that was speaking, actually, and it was something about the car paint, and then she said that you, it was something about the insurance, that the insurance has to, and so she has to rent a car in the time that the car is being repainted. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah,
6: yeah. she had, um, um, the paint was peeling off on her car, and, yeah, um, mine too. Right, and there was a Hyundai, and there is a um, class action suit, and there, there's there might be an extended like a warranty campaign uh, for to to have that repaired by the dealer at no cost, and that's what she was asking about. Oh, it
7: was a Hyundai. It wasn't a Toyota. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm seeing a lot of Toyotas around well, here that
6: well, are the same thing. Yes. Well, Toyota had went through the same thing, and uh, particularly on um, the white pearl paint that they had on a lot of models, and mm-hmm. that that campaign expired um, two years ago. Um, um, of course it did. Yeah, but it's going on for a while. Yeah, and, um, and a lot of people are coming to like our dealership. Gosh, we we're repainting hundreds of cars, um, and it didn't cost the customers. Yeah, anything.
0: Lisa. If uh, just because you're out on mileage or time on a recall campaign of this nature, sometimes, especially if you're a good customer, if you if you're a Toyota customer, if you patronize a particular dealer. Uh, you do, and they really value as a customer they 'll stretch on the mileage and time on these campaigns mm-hmm. we 've had people come in with delamination paint problems that have been out by you know a year or two or more and uh, mileage wise and they, they there 's something called goodwill and the customer loyalty, there's a couple of other hidden clauses that manufacturers use to help out good customers. So find a dealer that will go to bat for you and call the manufacturer and ask them to stretch uh, the warranty on what you're trying to get repaired. Uh,
7: okay, yeah. I, I mean, the Florida sun just does a job yeah. in your car. But, um, the other question is, um. Oh, I don't know if you put – because you guys are in Palm Beach County. I'm in Broward. I don't know if you've been seeing it on the local news about people stealing the license plates.
6: No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that up here, no.
7: No, we haven't. So it's been in, like, Lighthouse Point, Pompano, Boca. They're stealing – and some of the times they can't get them off, so they're leaving them bent. Mm -hmm. And I don't – so I don't know if there's any – so if you haven't been hearing the story, I don't know how you – other than, you know, having – license plate i mean at my house that i live in i have the security cameras and i have the you know the little beeping thing in the car but i just there's no way to really secure a license plate yeah because i'm sure
6: just, well because the license just, plate itself is pretty flimsy so you could put big bolts on it but it'll still pop off there is you know law in florida you know you can't you can't cover up any information that a, a Cop would have to see on the road, but there could be maybe a license plate frame that bolts on the security thing. Rick's nodding affirmatively. That so take a look at like an auto parts store or Amazon or something like that yeah. for a secured license plate frame. Um, Rick, yeah,
8: yeah,
3: yeah I
6: guess the late,
8: thing that,
3: um, they make mounting bolts for the license plate where you can you can use a metal frame that's heavy duty, so they can't just bend the plate and break off the section with the sticker and certain bolts they'll make for mounting them in that are an uncommon type of bolt so it uses a special what's called a torx bit cool. and mm-hmm. that makes it to where they can't just come up and unscrew the bolts to yank it off real quickly so those those are two ways that you can help to protect your license plate
1: yeah definitely will slow them down also but that's a great idea catch one camera yeah, yeah.
5: Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at uh,
7: uh, yeah. one last question but it's not too much so my husband has a 2007 Dodge Ram, and it has like over 100, and, like let's say 100,000 miles on it. Um, and now his AC, and it could be uh, so he used that. I don't even know what it's called. And he's not a mechanic type guy. Right? He he has an he has a special specialty of his own that he does, but he doesn't know anybody. Put that coolant, I guess, you know, the, the stuff you put into the, the know
3: what it's called R134. Maybe it's a can and it has like a little thermometer or thing on it. Is that making sense to you? STP? Uh, it's uh, He's using one of those recharge kits for the, well, yeah. for Freon. Freon is what yeah. used to yeah. be called yeah. R12. And it's kind of like a, yeah. a brand name for it, but yeah. yeah. Um, it, With air conditioning, it's actually best to have a professional do it because if you get too much air in the system... It winds up actually mixing with the R134 and the chemicals there and can create a mild acid that will start to destroy the other components. That's why a proper air conditioning job, before it's recharged, it has to be vacuumed out completely so that there's no air left in the system because otherwise that can actually wind up damaging the other aluminum components. Cost you a lot more money in the long run.
7: So how much do you think a
3: job like that would go for? I, it would have to be diagnosed and depend on what, what needs to be done.
1: Yeah. And because we have so many callers, Lisa, that are backed okay. up, I'm going to leave you with this real quick. Go and uh, go to Amazon. Uh, Amazon's Choice. Get yourself an anti-theft license plate frame. It's tamper-proof. Oh. $20. $21. Oh, yeah. yeah. You Sweet. can go that. And as far as your pe- peeling paint is concerned, I can't tell you the number of people that have had that problem. Uh, where there's a will, there's a way. You can get that taken care of and have it paid for. Lisa, thank you so much for calling thank and helping so us build this platform here. Have a wonderful weekend. Ha- we're going to go to John, who's calling us from Stewart. Good morning, John. Good morning, John.
0: You also, John. Good morning,
11: Good
1: morning John.
6: Him? I hear him. Yep. There he okay, is. Okay, you can hear me. Oh, yeah. Yes, so,
1: now. My
11: brother. In- okay, my brother-in-law. Uh, Nine months ago, ordered a RAV4 hybrid from you guys, and so he just got an uh, email or whatever, Paul, and said it's in. So he's up in New York, so he's going to come down in the next few days and get it, I guess. But he wanted me to ask you, you guys, I know you sell it at MSRP, but do you guys ever, in the times that we're in, do you ever negotiate lower than that, or that's no. probably... St- you just no, out, that would... Right?
6: No, that wouldn't be fair to the other customers. We're it's a one price uh, system even before this whole crazy inventory system. You know, I mean, before this, the inventory uh, dried up and everybody's waiting for their cars. Uh, back then, you know, our our one price was was much lower. Um, but you know, you we just thought. yeah. Now, but here's the thing. Um, his is already in, but you know. We, Whatever the market is right now, we will never go over MSRP. And when the market go, goes to MSRP, we will be lower. Yeah,
0: eventually, eventually we will adjust prices, hopefully downward, because that'll mean that the fair price is below MSRP, like it used to be three or four years ago. Oh, sure. So, uh, when that time comes, we'll be adjusting our prices. But we, we basically sell every car uh, at the same price, uh, the lowest price. We don't. The president of the United States is going to pay the same price as uh, as your brother, as my brother. Yeah. <laughs>
11: Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Hey, one more quick question. Uh, my neighbor across to the kind of piggybacks on that one guy that's pay, wanted to pay all that money. He's got a one of those Audi, uh, station or SUV things like a Q, 50 or something like that. And so he he came back yesterday and he said, "How you doing?" He said, "Not too good." He said, "I just paid eight hundred dollars." He went there. He had an oil change. They rotated his tires, and he put in a new battery. And I thought that was like that's crazy. nuts. For, is it that? Don't well, you think that's way too high, or what?
6: I think it's. I, I mean, when you said Audi, I'm thinking. I don't know. I mean, because we hear like you know luxury, <laughs> uh, you know luxury manufacturers. I mean, the cost of simple maintenance is really high. Mm-hmm. What you said was was shocking. So it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Audi doesn't have a counterpart to the yeah. automobile they manufacture that's for the common folks. So I tell Cadillac people <laughs> to buy to get their car fixed at the Chevrolet, Lexus people to get their cars fixed at the Toyota dealer. But Audi, right. they stand alone, and they just you just pay all the money uh, if you can find an independent um, foreign car dealer. German cars.
6: What about, what about Volkswagen? Isn't Volkswagen own Audi?
0: Uh, it's a European car, but I I, I know it's not. Yeah, they, they do. do
11: Volkswagen, Porsche, and Audi. No, yeah. Maybe
3: pull well, into a, a Volkswagen dealership and see if they. A's do you, have you priced that service at a Volkswagen dealer lately? I no.
6: haven't. I haven't been to a Volkswagen dealership in um, fifty-six yeah, they're, years. They're high Smart. priced. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> uh, fifty-six years.
1: Fifty-six years. Yeah, yeah. You're old.
5: Yeah. Got so, five yeah, callers have on it the line.
11: Oh. If you had bought these tires at Firestone or somewhere? They rotate them free, and I know it doesn't. An oil change not going to cost. I got a Porsche. And it cost me two hundred dollars to get it, get the oil change. But mm. I mean, yeah, that's stupid. that's crazy. But anyway, okay, enjoy your thank show you, John. Guys. Keep it up. Good work. Sure, right.
6: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Okay, we're going to go to uh, Ev- Mike, who's uh, in uh, Aventura. Good morning. Good
12: morning. Mike. Hi. Good morning. I have three quick questions. Number one, uh, there's been a lot of talk, unfortunately, about AM radio going out of cars. I understand that the a lot of car dealerships wants to get rid of AM radio. Is that true? Uh,
6: that's true, but there's I think a couple of manufacturers. It's not the car dealers; it's the manufacturers. Um, I think they've reversed course. Um, do you remember which manufacturer it was? It was Ford. at Ford. Yeah, I Ford had announced that, that they're going to remove the AM radio from all the cars, and it's going back in. Um, other other manufacturers are are going ahead uh, with it, um, so you won't be able to tune in AM. Um,
0: yeah, Mike, uh, remember you can also stream AM uh, if you have the streaming ability. So uh, that's I think we're just seeing the, the evolution, the change of technology. We're streaming. It's kind of like broadcast television uh, versus uh, cable television. Uh, people are streaming more, and the and the TV channels are going broke because people are going to Netflix or or Hulu or someplace like that. So, uh, probably the next car you buy will have that streaming capability, oh. and you'll be able to stream AM radio.
12: Okay, I and I have um, two more questions. Number one, uh, is the government doing anything? Like I know a lot of the guide dog schools. And a lot of the places are against the electric cars because they don't make any any noise for blind people yeah. like myself crossing the street.
6: That's true. Mm-hmm. The hybrids, um, any time an electric vehicle is mandated that, that they have to make a, a sound, um, each manufacturer has their own sound. But it's used uh, it's it's kind of like a low whining. It, make, it has a mechanical sort of sound. J- Rick and I joke around and say it sounds like a scary chorus because <laughs> it has a howling uh, aspect to it. But that that is true.
1: Howling. Wow.
12: I would definitely, you know what? If I if I needed to get a car, I would definitely get a get a car from you. Only I don't know, I don't have a girlfriend yet to drive it, but I'd love <laughs> to get a car.
1: Yeah.
6: You might meet one at the dealership.
12: Yeah.
1: And uh, Mike, uh, I have to wrap it up. Do you have any other questions?
12: Uh, yeah. One more thing: Do your cars, do your radios in the cars, have knobs or just um, or just a screen?
3: That's a good question. Some Most some of them, them will have one knob and it's the screen and touch and push buttons
12: oh wow i missed the knobs because i used to yeah. love the dx on radios but anyway uh listen to distance stations when i would go traveling with my friend right anyway thank you very much and i enjoy your show All mike points.
1: thank you so Thanks. much for tuning in we love hearing from you give us a call more often
12: okay thank we, you we
1: know exactly who you are okay oh, uh we are going to go to uh marty he's uh, one of our favorite callers from west palm beach good morning marty
10: Good morning, how's everybody doing?
1: Great, we're talking uh, fast.
10: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a fast uh, question. Okay. Uh, I intend to buy my wife's CRV in, in a few months, and I wanna know, once you buy the car, the title obviously is in the name of Honda, the Honda company.
2: Right, or at least. So do you have to
10: take all the paperwork that they send you once you buy it? Do you have to take it to the DMV to get it put in your name?
6: If you're doing it on your own outside the dealership, yeah. Um, if you do it through the Honda dealership, they'll, they'll take care of the transfer for yeah,
10: you. Yeah, but no, they're going to charge you for that. That's the problem. Uh,
6: yeah, probably. Well, I mean, they they charge you
0: for everything, Marty. Yeah. They shouldn't. They didn't used to years ago, and then when they... Junk fee craze. Uh, that became one of the favorite uh, loopholes. They call it electronic filing fee, or, you know, right. uh, they, they make up fees. It's profit. It should be overhead cost, but they, they try to charge you twice.
10: Yeah, Ed Morse, who has your back, uh, they want $999 <laughs> to do that. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, so I could go to the DMV a lot cheaper than paying yeah. $999. For well, sure. Morse has got second- your back. Yeah, I'm trying well, to, th- I'm, I'm trying to stuff,
6: think of yeah. a play on, on that on that phrase. I'm going to come up with a good one.
10: Oh, good. Right. Now, the other question I have yeah, is Ed let's, say, let's say when you get all this paperwork, you don't go to the DMV, but the car is registered in your name. Will you keep getting your registration if you never go to the DMV, but you, you pay more for a leased car? So the DMV still thinks it's leased, but you're going to end up paying more, right? Every time you get your registration, if you w- you don't bring it into the DMV, the paperwork uh, you, you,
6: you, you have to because um, at the point when you're when the lease is expired, um, you know that car is either going to go back to um, Honda or you're going to buy it, and um, when you buy it, you ha- it's going to change title. You can't okay, so it, you,
10: you have to bring it in, and well,
6: and yeah, you have to paperwork. change the registration. Yeah, you have to transfer the, the okay. tag.
10: Now, one other thing is if I had it where they sent it to me and all of a sudden you you know five months from now you had a toyota that i wanted to buy Mm -hmm. could i just come in with all that paperwork to you and buy the toyota or do i still have to go through the rigmaroles with the dmv
6: no if you bought if you had well if you just turned in i'm not following you exactly if you turn in the lease and you if or and you wait no, you buy in the other honda, words i'm
10: buying the car you buy the honda
6: and then you trade then you exactly
10: and i want to trade it in the next day once i get the paperwork from honda. yeah
6: yeah i mean yeah you could um yeah, i mean you might you'd be riding you know that day on an you know on an on valid tag but you could get yeah that could happen uh, we wouldn't have to ever uh title the uh or transfer the the tag to the honda well I mean actually let me let me think about that a little bit. We'll get into other callers and if, if I come up with a different answer I'll, I'll keep listening
10: <laughs> let me, All right. I'll announce it well, well, I know they have my back so I'm driving out <laughs> doing it myself all right, do
6: that that's better that makes more sense
10: All right unless things change now leases might be better in April again i don't but I doubt it
6: i I think they will be uh, i, I, I well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I, I think things are going to change by next April.
10: <clears throat> so, uh, we'll hang we'll see. I, I have to disagree with you because they're making too much money the other way. <laughs> mm,
5: for
1: sure. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you, Marty. Have a,
10: have right. a good weekend. Great Thanks, to Marty. hear from
1: you. We're going to go to Phil, who is calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Phil.
10: Yes,
4: uh, I was reading an article. I've got a 2017 Chris. And I was reading an article that said you should change the oxygen sensor. And I
3: wanted to ask for it, I said, is that right? Or what is an oxygen sensor? Uh, if you get a check engine light on and the code says that the oxygen sensor, or they're now called air-fuel ratio sensors, if the code says that that's the bad component, then, yes, it should re- be replaced. Otherwise, nope. Never. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, Real quick, the sensor goes in the exhaust pipe and it determines how well the engine is burning the fuel and it tells the computer whether it needs to adjust more or less fuel for the amount of air coming into the engine.
5: Okay. Yeah,
4: and it, my other question is, I was, on the, I, I was reading this article by the CEO of... Uh, of
10: uh, Toyota saying that
4: they're looking into ordering cars directly from the dealer. Have y'all heard anything about that?
6: Um, nothing officially. I mean, I mean, directly from the man- from directly from the manufacturer.
4: Yes, I mean from the manufacturer, correct?
6: Um, uh, no, I haven't heard anything
0: about no, that. I, I I seriously doubt that, Phil. They, uh, I I have to say that that. I think that's in the minds of all manufacturers. In fact, my recent blog uh, that I just wrote, uh, "The Nature of the Beast: uh, Why Do you, Why Car Dealers Take Advantage of You?" I, I wrote about uh, that 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 issue, and um, the manufacturers. Secretly, want to sell cars directly. They see the success that Tesla's having, and some of the other electric vehicle manufacturers. The electric vehicle manufacturers, because it's almost like a new product, uh, were able to get around the loop, a loophole to get through the state laws that require that all cars be sold by dealers. But the manufacturers would much prefer to go direct because the car dealers aren't doing the job for them, and. Uh, but I, uh, I can almost guarantee you, Toyota would not make that public statement now, in the privacy of the of the boardroom when they're talking about what they'd really like to do. They probably have a master who, who plan, knows? but we dealers don't know about
6: officially, it. Officially, as looking it, as recently as April, Toyota's officially made. They said that is not in our, any of our plans. Mm-hmm. They're not
0: going to do it. No, if if they were honest, uh, they would alienate the dealers and the dealers are very powerful I mean you you think well General Motors is powerful Toyota's powerful you take all the car dealers in the world and you put them together and they're very well organized and they make a lot of money and they have a huge number of uh, PACs political action committee and 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 they are lobbying wise uh, they're like big insurance they're I mean they are really powerful so uh, The manufacturers want to keep us car dealers happy, and the last thing they want to say is let it leak out that they're thinking about selling directly and eliminating us as the retail arm of their business. Uh,
4: Okay. Well, thanks for the information. I appreciate it. Thank you, Phil.
1: Give us a call again. Uh, That uh, column that Earl wrote, I want to tell you, is fantastic. You definitely want to take a read. Uh, It's filled with a lot of information. Earl just takes you from the beginning uh, to the end and and why there is so much deception. That's nature of the beast. And I love the graphics, why car dealers deceive you. scary. It scared Josh. (laughs) Josh saw it. (laughs) He 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 was scared. Yeah.
6: He told me, he called me afterwards and said, why is dad sending me scary pictures? It's like a cookie monster nightmare. That, that's
1: a cookie monster. That's, okay.
6: That's Beast from
3: X-Men. That's okay. Yeah. I'm not we, that We are going go to go to our
1: favorite person. Uh, he's a regular caller, educated, and, well, uh, uh, filled with a lot of humor. Roadrunner Steve. me.
8: Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, Errol, last week. I had to, I was listening to the show and I had to pull over because I was laughing so hard. When you came up with a word for peeling paint that
1: comes off the car, I couldn't even pronounce it.
8: Banana, that word banana was.
6: lamination.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Say that three times. <laughs>
8: no, I can't. The, uh, all right, what I wanted to ask you about, I read a little article about uh, Tesla electric cars that they go in for less service. Is that correct?
6: Yes, that is true.
8: Okay. The thing was, your tire the tires on electric cars are not being looked at since you're going in for less service for tire wear. Mm-hmm.
5: That's true. That.
8: Okay. Now the other thing is when you buy your Tesla, does Tesla offer you a warranty on anything?
6: I think yeah, there's yeah. I don't know what the terms of the Tesla warranty are, but yeah, there is a there is a manufacturer warranty.
0: It's competitive. I think it's three year, thirty six thousand. Yeah. It's uh uh, it's a very comprehensive warranty, uh, competitive with all the other manufacturers.
8: Okay, but what about the batteries? Are those in a warranty?
0: Um,
6: I think so. So it's actually it's a four year, fifty thousand mile basic warranty, and then the, the the powertrain, which there isn't a powertrain. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. not, not in the conventional <laughs> sense of a powertrain is 128 years. 120 that should be
0: 000. an unlimited warranty. I'm going to say
6: no I'm just going to guess, and I'm sure uh, what people can correct me: is that that powertrain has to do with the, the motors and the battery? Um
8: okay, so, unlimited is that onto an extended warranty? I
6: don't know. I don't know if they uh, if t- Tesla sells extended warranties, but um, I don't know if there's any unlimited. Aspect to the uh, okay, the battery and here we go. The battery is um, and it's it's different for mile for for models, but eight years or 150,000 miles is the battery is the uh battery um, warranty on the model S that's the one you're driving. The model three is eight years, 100,000 miles, and on the other ones, model uh, three long range, model Y, yada yada, eight okay. years or 120,000 miles.
8: Okay, so if you want if uh 100,000 miles, you want to sell that Tesla. What are you going to get
6: for it? Well, that's going to be a very good uh, point of negotiation, because if you're selling
0: a car that's coming up to the end, a uh, lot less. uh, I've been thinking about that. I think I'm going to get not much, because uh, the prices of electric cars are coming down, even on the expensive ones. And uh, uh, you just saw the other day where, uh, Ford cut the F 150 electric by $10,000. So there's a price war going on. Tesla and all the EV manufacturers are cutting prices. So that's not good for the guy that bought the car two years ago. So nobody would recommend buying a used Tesla, right? I'd recommend you lease it. I mean, oh, a used Tesla. Yeah. No, I that's think you could fun, get a good buy. I think you could get a good buy on a used Tesla. I wouldn't.
6: I just wouldn't buy one of the 120,000
0: miles. No, yeah, that, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah, but you you want to be you want to be sure you, the the price cut compensates you for the you know the fact that you've got a car that's near to battery failing. True, true. Now
8: tell me that word again. Banana ramble. What was that?
6: It's called banana lamination.
8: Is that a real word? <laughs>
6: uh, yeah, yeah, that's a real word. <laughs> no, go lamination, to like, delamination.
8: I'm gonna look <laughs> in a to look that word up.
0: All right, go ahead. Call sounds back sounds like a medical oh, condition.
8: Yeah, that's what it sounds like.
0: <laughs> oh, Banana delamination.
8: And, have a good day. and uh, thank you for your answers.
6: Thanks, Steve.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nice to hear from you, Steve. Uh, at the halfway point, we've got the Big Dog Ranch coming in, bringing in uh, Solly. Solly is a coon hound. Yeah. Yes, Rick.
3: Uh, one quick note on the Tesla thing there. Uh, Donovan just came in. He says uh, he mentioned the same warranty that Stu did, and he says that Tesla also does sell an extended two years additional warranty. I don't know what the whether they would extend the mileage or not, uh, and he says the battery and drivetrain are covered for eight years, and eight years is the minimum by law. California is ten years. Okay.
1: Oh, great information. Okay, folks. Thank um, you,
3: Donovan. You're the man. I, I love this guy. He's, he's awesome. He, he, yeah. he's,
1: he's amazing. He really is. Um, he knows it all. Uh, as I was saying uh, earlier, um, just a couple minutes ago, we have uh, the uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue bringing in Solly as a coon hound, and uh, he is a Georgia boy. You're going to love him when you see him, so stay tuned for that at the halfway, halfway point, and then we'll get to the mystery job. But you don't report.
0: want to adopt Solly if you have any raccoons in the house.
6: Right.
0: <laughs> or, or maybe if you, you would to or get if rid you of the raccoons. raccoons. Or if you want raccoons. Or wanted
6: raccoons, right. And
1: Absolutely. Hey, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We're going to hear from Stu and Rick, uh-huh. uh, and uh, you can also text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Your anonymous feedback. Don't forget www.youranonymousfeedback.com. We are going to go over to uh, Stu. Yeah, Rick.
6: we're going to hear from Anne Marie.
1: Anne Marie, good yes. morning.
6: she says good morning. To, uh, good morning. I realize that production isn't backed up to pre pandemic levels, so. Th- that may affect your answers. Um, number one, what are the best-selling vehicles at your dealership right now? Uh, Rav fours, number one selling car, uh, followed by Camrys, Corollas. Uh, that those are the those. Rav four
0: hybrid or just uh, uh, Rav four? Uh, gas
6: Rav four. We sell more of them just because we can get more of them. Um, Toyota is combining the two. Eventually, they're just going to call them Rav four um, starting in 2025, I think, or maybe even next year. Um, but it's Rav fours that is the, the top-selling vehicle. Um, what vehicles are least in demand? <laughs> that's easy. Um, the BZ4X. That's our electric vehicle. That we have one that's still sitting there. Um, other models are like uh, like Sequoias. They're not like uh, the big, the, the really big SUVs. Um, that's everybody wants. A, a why
0: don't Why don't we uh, discount that car?
6: Huh? Why don't we discount because we don't have them?
0: Oh, I that's thought you said
6: way. it's just sitting there. I thought you said we had one. Oh, the the BZ4X. Yeah, BZ4. Oh, because oh, uh, we'll sell it okay, we'll okay. um or, 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 or trade it trade it for a uh, trade it for a rav4 yeah no one's gonna do that though <laughs> 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 hey will you give me that r4 i got a bz4x <laughs> um what is uh what is the most popular features that your customers want uh blind spot monitor um that is by far the most requested feature it's a safety feature um it's uh it's standard on some models and higher end things but it's one of the safety features it's still an option on the lower end
0: uh, the the original blind spot monitor was the backup camera, I guess in a way China, yeah. and now it's expanded so yeah i uh, I love uh, my Tesla because it has cameras everything. all over the place <laughs> right. well, it's autonomous, uh so it has cameras everywhere yeah. and uh I can just sit sit in my uh, seat driving, and I can see everything around me i can see uh, I can see further ahead uh through the cameras because the cameras are mounted over my head and i can see you know how you pull up to a stoplight and the truck in front of you prevents you from telling whether it's red or green the camera on top of my tesla tells
3: me and
0: even though i'm right behind the truck
3: or the ones where you pull up to the stoplight and it's so high in the air and so close to the intersection that you can't see it you're yeah. Craning in your neck to see it but yeah.
6: Yeah. I, What I love about the Tesla And I think that since more cars have more cameras on it That's a great feature Is that little chime that you get when the light turns green yeah. It recognizes yeah. it So if you happen to be You're not playing on your phone of course But if you have to be not looking at the light yeah. And you don't want to get that beep behind you The light turns green inside the car goes
5: bong yeah, <laughs> You know that's really a
1: great bong. feature it's like a little One oh, yeah. that I really like And uh, on Squawk Box This past week you know, somebody uh, was talking about these features that are on this the the, the screen, the panel, the you know the yoke, and what a distraction! And that Elon and should guy, think about the revising. The, car,
0: the guy in the car behind you loves it too, because you don't you know these idiots right. that sit there and don't start, and the light goes up, and you're in a hurry, well, it's, and, it's and it's they blow the horn at yeah. you. Know? That's a good feature.
6: I'm going to brother Josh. He didn't notice the light turning green all the time, yeah. so I now I politely just go. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> and, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> anyway,
1: they were asking Elon to uh, just sort of uh, Sim- change, make it simpler. Y- yeah, j- j- change the aesthetics uh, like, of the.
6: I, I like my car. got uh, the dashboard like and the Apollo Eleven uh, dashboard. I want to see as many dots and knobs and everything. It makes me feel like I'm, oh, you know, you're in a pilot. Yeah, it makes <laughs> it feel like I'm doing something special.
1: <laughs> that's uh, that's probably how Jackson feels. He's tuned into the radio show, yeah. and I believe that he's in his uh, little electric car right now hey jackson hey jackson
6: um (laughs) what features you get the most complaints about um a lot of like uh, the uh, entertainment uh, waiting
0: waiting for service cell phone um, these are talking about features of cars oh features of
6: cars yeah features of cars um yeah cell phone uh, getting getting your
3: cell phone paired and getting the cell phone to connect fully with the car yeah that's that's one um a lot of things are like kind
6: of mundane things, like seat issues, like you can't, it, like it doesn't move into a comfortable position. Um, but a lot of the high-tech features now are people are pairing their phones and they're using their stuff, on their, they're used to the maps. The navigation used to get now, a lot of complaints. And, and, I,
0: and to a general answer would be uh, not understanding the complexity of the car. Cars are becoming yeah. so complex now that you really have to study the owner's manual to know, yeah. I, I still don't know how to operate my Tesla. Uh, there's so many features. I think it's a
6: valid thing to high say. Tech, yeah. yeah. what's the number of complaint? There's there's too many things to yeah. to, to figure out. And the out.
0: sad thing is, you can't take it into your dealer, and they still they they can't explain yeah. it to you. I mean, Rick probably get he probably answers more questions than anybody else in our dealership because he knows more about the. The high-tech features of the cars. So uh, the technicians in, in the dealership, the sale—forget the sales force—they don't know anything about the car. And I say that uh, tongue-in-cheek a little bit, but it's changed. It's changed a lot. Cause, yeah, they, yeah. Because
6: that's what happened was I think. Yeah, um, there was a, there position, a period of time where you had the old type of features everybody was used to selling, and the new ones came in oh. all computerized. That's pretty much all there is now, yeah. so everyone's forced Well, it's, forced
0: it's like anything else. The experienced, uh, dedicated, good salesperson, does have a lot of knowledge about the car yeah. but you know people and there's start a range. Uh, oh, there's you a have range new salespeople. Yeah, the guy used to be selling Kias now he's selling Hyundais or the guy selling Hyundais selling Toyotas it takes yeah. a long while yeah. to learn these very complex yeah. machines you got the guy yeah. that's
6: been there for 50 years and <laughs> he, he didn't know about Bluetooth yeah. <laughs> um, we have a text from Marty just wanted to correct you from last week Earl um, Ferrari sold um, 13,221 cars in 2022 who then? Ferrari. Ferrari, oh Enzo, yeah.
0: I knew it was a small number. Yeah, what did I say? Hundred thirty. Well, I
6: guess. Listen, I said, he said thirteen thousand. I said I went ten thousand, and no. you said in the hundreds. I, I <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, love,
0: I love admitting when I'm wrong. Yeah, and you know,
6: and it's always it's fun for us to, to to tease you and correct you because you know you're the boss. We get to tease you. All right. I think there might be one. There there is an anonymous feedback. Um, It says, Earl, you keep talking about a chip shortage. Hmm. The old chip shortage. I'm making air quotes. Chip shortage line. Right. There's no longer a chip shortage. LOL. This is merely the new excuse to get us to pay more for a car. Um, There still is a chip shortage. It's improved drastically. Um, The reason I know there's a chip shortage is because... Big banks like Morgan Stanley—they're making forecasts on huge amounts of money for a lot of a lot of rich people, and they're basing it on the information, their research into the industries. And I just read a Morgan Stanley report that the chip shortage is abating, but it will continue into 2024, but continuing to getting better. Yeah. So
0: the man- the manufacturers are a different animal than the dealers. And The manufacturers, the name of their game is high volume. And and market share, and they still feel that way. It's a, it's kind of a primitive way to look at life and business, but that's the way they do. Honda's got to outsell Toyota. Toyota's got to outsell uh, Ford. Uh, Everybody has got whoever's ahead of them in line. The manufacturers want to be number one or number two or where they have a, a place in the pecking order that they feel they must be. And they just shove the cars down the dealers' throats when they're available. And they love to do that. So when they're not shoving them down the dealers' throats, that means they can't build them. But you know, I promise you, there's not a manufacturer out there that's holding back on production on purpose. They want to build every car they possibly can. Now the dealers, on the other hand, you know, they'll hold you up and they'll charge you a huge amount of money. Uh, to uh, uh, To buy a car, but manufacturers, uh, they their profits baked in when they sell it to the dealer. When Toyota sells us a car, we don't negotiate. That's the price of the car. That's the price you pay, or you don't get the car. So, uh, and if they want us to take a car, uh, most car dealers, we don't succumb to pressure, but a lot of car dealers do. Most Toyota dealers do. And Toyota, if they had too many cars, they look you in the eye and say. We have 100 cars allocated to you. We sure hope you'll help us out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you don't help us out, you wonder, what are they going to do to me? And that's the reason car dealers typically have way too many
6: cars. That's right. Uh, one just came in, anonymous feedback from someone we know, from Agent Sprinkle. That's one of She's, uh Oh, Agent Sprinkle. I
1: uh-huh, don't
6: remember. Uh, you just had a call from someone who said they had ordered a RAV4 hybrid n- nine months ago from you and has arrived. I ordered a Rav, Four uh, Hybrid ten months ago, and it has not her- and it has not arrived. What gives? Well, um, it's it's not all Rav Four hybrids are the same. There's color, equipment, and trim level, and some t- some come in uh, easier. Like Nancy mentioned before, uh, customers that give a you know a, a wider range of color and equipment and or even trim levels. They just get me a Rav Four Hybrid. I don't care what it is. Um, it's it's. It will get there a little sooner. It's not drastic, um, but yes. So they don't all come in at the same time on a conveyor.
0: And back. I also say this: the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And because I get a lot of calls, uh, I, I, people call me about these things. All I do is I'll call Stu, or I'll call our our inventory control manager, Laura. And interestingly enough, when I when, when I push a little bit. And Laura pushes a little bit, and Stu pushes a little bit. Somehow, things seem to happen, and cars seem to come in faster. So, squeaky wheel gets too oil. Well. If you ordered a car, and you haven't had it, uh, you know, you, they told you it'd be in three or four months, and it's been six or seven, you should call the, uh, the dealership. You should speak to someone up in the ranks, not the salesman that sold you the car, but the sales manager or the general manager and say what can you do for me sometimes that turns into a conversation about well would you take a white one instead of a green one or do you have to have the sunroof and you make a few compromises and you suddenly find out that you can get the car quicker than you thought but don't don't sit there and, and stew and worry about it uh call and complain and that'll expedite
6: all right we're caught up but rick what's okay. going
3: go over there in the land of youtube got a couple here uh one is from bruno he says quick question i bought a new car a couple months ago but recently i've been loving the supra 3.0 premium could i sell my car instead of trading in and negotiate the value for positive equity
0: negotiate
6: the. can you repeat that again i don't
0: understand
3: Could I sell my car instead okay. of trading it in? Okay,
6: tell, sell it to somebody else
3: and negotiate the value. <coughs> pardon me. And negotiate the value for positive equity.
6: That makes no sense. I. <coughs> okay, sorry. I'm <laughs> not
3: sure what he <laughs> mean.
6: All right. Maybe you could rephrase mm-hmm. it, and then and then we could read it I, I, you
0: know, As far as the super goes, uh, we have a fixed price on the on the on the vehicle, and everybody pays. We put our lowest price on every vehicle we sell, and that's the price you pay. So. Uh,
6: yeah, but if he sells his car and negotiate the value of his trade after he sold it to somebody else, I've,
0: if he wants to negotiate on the new Supra,
6: it would be no. Um, but I don't understand the part about the trade.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see if he comes in with some more information. Okay. Oh, I see. I think I see what he's saying. Yeah, he's saying what you just. Uh, he, he he's saying negotiate uh, because he had de- negative equity when he sold his car. He'll sell the car and and, and it cost him money because he had to pay a, the car off, and he wants to pick that up by having us discount the super. No, the answer is no. Right?
6: Yeah,
3: that's a yeah. And this one from Casey up in, I believe he's in East Tennessee. Yep, yeah. uh, it says. Why, when you call a Toyota dealership to get your car serviced, they always ask, did you buy the car here? I'm wondering, what's the purpose of that question? One possible good,
0: uh, honest... Oh, reason the answer would ask it is because we would have the information in our computer about what service had been done and the VIN number and all the details
6: mm-hmm. and another reason is for like a, re- a retention program like we have tires for life um, we'd like to know if they have um, bought the car here because they would uh, uh, possibly qualify yeah. for uh, a program like that
0: but I think the implication is if you didn't buy the car here we wouldn't take as good care of you as if if you did buy the car here uh, it used to be years and years ago, yeah. uh, car dealers looked at it that way, but they don't so much today. But there's there's still an element of truth to that. You know, you take a, a Toyota, it looks that way. The manufacturer looks that way. Uh, if you have a good customer, you do you do yeah. a little more extra for those good customers that are loyal and have bought. You know, we, we have customers that have bought 20 cars from us. Uh, and we have people that come in off the street, never bought a car. So... Uh, to be honest, yeah. who are we going to treat a little nicer? Probably the one this b- bought 20 cars from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I yeah. mean, uh, uh, yeah. that would be, be crazy not to. you got to be honest I'm about that. I'm pretty sure
6: our s- system, like we get a phone number or email address, and it pulls it up right away on the computer, and you see yeah. um, if they bought the car.
0: I tell you, the manufacturers do that. If you have a car that's uh, slightly out of warranty, yeah, they want to they, they, and they found out they bought three Toyotas before, mm-hmm. then they're going to get... A little cut more slack than the guy that I, never bought a Toyota. I will before. tell you
6: this: and the, those warranty exceptions I've been involved with, I have never seen them turn down somebody like. some people they've bought ten Toyotas in their time. That's right. They like they're a lifetime yeah. Toyota owner and they take care of them.
0: And we do the same thing yeah. as a dealer. I yeah. mean, you know, I had I had one the other day. I uh, uh, he had a, a tire problem, and I I told uh, the service advisor to sell him the tires at our net cost, what we paid for the tires because it was
6: the 10th time he's complained to you Hmm? (laughs) well but it's a good customer it is it's relationship so when you have a good relationship somewhere you know that's naturally what's gonna gonna happen
3: well and and in service we've uh, we've heard the, the phrase uh sales department sells a person their first new car right service department sells sells every car after that
6: right exactly so oh you know and we have customers um that come in that understand this and their first the first thing they say is i've bought 12 cars from your agency and then he then then go into the complaint to let you know to let us know that he is
0: customers statistically customers that return for service are 50 percent more likely to buy another car from you
3: Mm -hmm. than than those that don't return that's right all right i'm all caught up over here uh that's got us pretty well caught up as well
0: okay
1: you know uh, i'm going to take a minute and mention uh this uh, news that uh, we've been hearing lately and it's all about uh, babies uh, dogs being left in the back seat and my goodness we all know how hot it's been getting and with the humidity and heat index uh, it takes a very short time uh, to die in a back seat of a car when you're left back there
0: has that happen no uh, South Florida not too long ago
1: yeah uh, just just recently uh, there was a baby that was uh, forgotten um, My point is that uh, you know uh, they keep saying and I'm not sure everyone's listening lock it's uh, it's lock before you leap so uh, pay attention uh, get if you if you have a grandchild, uh, if you have a child, a dog, uh, there's uh, there's there's so many um, aftermarket products that you can purchase, and I'm sure Rick knows a whole lot about them. Oh, he yeah. has a dog, and um, he he's probably seen a lot of situations that have come through
0: service. You know, in our Tesla, we have a something called doggy mode, uh, which could just be called child mode. Uh, it's just not a good idea to leave. A, Uh, a child in the car, period. (laughs) But but if you're going to leave anybody in the car, animal or human, uh, you don't want to have it set where they can't get out of the car and uh, they're not kept cool. But with the doggy mode, uh, Nancy and I just came up to the studio. Here it's going to be 95 or 98 degrees when we uh, leave the studio. And I punch doggy mode on the car. It'll be 72 degrees in the car. And uh, I don't think it's that costly. i uh, I. I, uh, maybe Donovan or one of my experts out there could probably tell me, but uh, uh, you don't want to leave your car running in a combustion engine, but when you put the doggy boat on, the battery just powers the AC, and I don't notice a huge drain of uh, battery power after I leave the car for a couple
3: hours, so uh, I'm sure we'll have some experts that will get back. Donovan just chimed in. I know it. <laughs> he says, Earl, you also have something called overheat protection. Make sure it was not turned off and your car will never get above 40 degrees Celsius inside. Which, uh, okay, let me Google real quick what the 40 degrees Celsius is in Fahrenheit for Uh, those of us. 9 fifths
0: C plus 32 is the formula
1: smarty
3: pants <laughs> hey,
1: while, while uh, rick is looking that up you know there's so many things that you can do uh you know you, as far as uh, tint on your windows uh you, you know now uh you know there are a lot of people that are uh in having installed ceramic tint and uh, gosh does that help it really cuts the heat index in your vehicle and it protects your skin it uh, does a whole lot of things so uh Everybody, keep an eye on the <laughs> back seat who do have children and dogs. Um, you may save a life. Sully is in okay. the room. Uh, Sully has arrived in us. <laughs> su- <laughs> and, and he is so cute. He's from Georgia. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. Out of the
3: Thank you. How are
1: you guys? <laughs> Thank you.
3: We have our we are big are dog. We a camera on Sully in just a moment here.
0: A big dog uh, ranch, ranch dog of the week has entered the studio and he is absolutely
1: is he adorable? adorable.
0: he adorable? His name is Sully and he's a coon dog and a lot of you folks out there uh, from the south particularly uh, coon hunting is a big thing in the south in <laughs> Tennessee and Georgia oh, and uh, Where do you this see guy him? Here, Golly.
1: Oh, he's
0: so cute. He's an expert. Uh, Stu's going to fall in love with him. <laughs> I know, I haven't even seen him. You guys snuck in when I was out. <laughs> hey, you so, You Southerners, I know we got a lot of people from Tennessee <laughs> and Georgia. <laughs> Uh, who's ever heard the expression "the big coon runs late"? Now that's a oh, hunting expression. Oh, look at that! A hunting expression.
1: Look at Solly. Oh. And
5: <laughs> oh. Oh yeah.
1: Everybody out there that's watching, I mean, take a look. Take a look at Solly. Does he? He is a lover. He is so sweet. Oh, you He. he is a
0: you, you won't last the show he will be he'll have a home before the show is over
1: oh he's not a typical hound that's for sure <laughs> I think <laughs> Stu's gonna adopt him uh, he just loves daily uh, exercise he just loves so he loves the water uh, he is just the perfect. <laughs> What are you going to do, Stu? I have fallen are you adopting? Love with Sully. I think
6: there's a connection. You know, my, my old dog, Sully, who, who we lost in 2020, and the uh, memorial garden at the Big Dog Ranch Rescue is named the, the Dolly and Sully Sorry. Stewart Memorial Garden. And uh, so this is the only other dog other than my dog, Sully, that I've ever met. That was named Solly. No, no, you're right. I,
0: that, you named Mr. Solly the the pilot that yeah, landed. That's the, right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I did. Landed <laughs> him on New York Harbor. I land on Hudson River. Oh, hey, do you yeah. have something
6: to say? I have the microphone right here. Hey, Solly, you are the most. You have the biggest personality of of any of the dogs. Can so you far.
1: imagine, folks out there yeah. cuddling yeah. with Solly? You, Look Solly. at I Solly. He just love loves it. his belly you rubbed and scratched and his yeah, ears his ears rubbed. Look at those eyes. Uh, <laughs> Look at that
5: You're
6: a superstar, Sally.
0: Great tongue,
1: hey great guys,
6: tongue. Are,
0: are, are yeah. you
1: a hound lover out right there? Sally's, Sally's your uh, your dog.
6: Hey, kisses?
0: Very good. Hey Sally, did you ever catch a coon? Really, tell me the truth. <laughs> this dog, No, this dog's never caught a coon. This,
6: this doesn't have the killer instinct. This is a, 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 a very special affectionate coon. Well, they, don't,
0: they don't catch them, they tree them.
6: Oh, they just tree yeah, Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. He probably—he looks like he could catch uh, that. The, he, fast. Oh, he is fast! Yeah. I can I tell right that. now. that how He's got some serious Aww. fast dog musculature. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah.
6: Um, hey, listen. While while Sully is over there giving Nancy um, love, <laughs> let me tell you something. As our sponsored uh, pet, our sponsored dog, we're going to take care of the adoption fees for anybody who adopts um, Sully through us. And you can do that by calling the show or texting the show um, oh, or going directly to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Uh, their website is bdrr.org, and uh, you can go. There's contact information there, so you can call them or, or, set, or text them. <laughs> oh, Sully's getting a little rambunctious Obviously, over there. Okay. And, um, and they'll get right back to you. There's also, oh, they list um, all the dogs that they have for adoption out there, and there's hundreds of them. So you can scroll through the, the web page and see um, if there's another dog. But I'm telling you, Sully is um, he's a winner so um and also just let you know whenever uh you adopt a dog anywhere um you're going to pay an adoption fee so we take care of that for you um while we got your attention while you're looking at this dog and feeling generous take a look at confessions of a Co- recovering car dealer that's earl's book it's all the dirty secrets of the the car <laughs> business and uh when you buy it all the proceeds go directly to big dog ranch rescue
0: yeah you go to amazon and you buy this book. You got yourself a handbook of how not to get ripped off by a car dealer. And 100% of the proceeds goes to Big Dog Ranch. And doggies like Sully uh, that we show every week on this find homes. And uh, we support. We're, we're uh, big supporters of Big Ranch Rescue. They're the largest no-kill shelter. We don't euthanize our dogs. Uh, we keep dogs for years if necessary until we find a home. Yes. Sully will not last years Sully will be gone today So this be, hurry this, up
6: This should be adopted by
0: Josh Stewart <laughs> right.
6: uh, Your son and my brother I, he's thinking about a dog and i'm just this oh yeah i have Perfect. not met this this dog is so gentle this dog melted like like caramel into my arms <laughs> but um listen um this is live right now um but we're this the the show is uh, stays on uh youtube um and facebook so you can share it so if you have a friend or somebody you know um, looking for a dog or you think they need a dog um send the video um that we just that we put up uh, it's at 9:25 a.m. So find it like towards the end of the show, and uh, send the link to your friends. Because I'm telling you right now, you, you guys want this dog. There, that's uh, that's
0: my sales pitch. Okay, Sully, it's a done deal. A done I deal. guarantee you, you're gonna find a home real soon, and a good home because we screen, you know, all of our applicants. Yeah. It's like adopting a child. We want to be sure that you're gonna take care of Sully, and that you're responsible, and that your home will accommodate Aww. Sully and that uh, you're gonna give him a lot of love. So be sure you love dogs <laughs> and, that, and you got one to love there because you can't beat Sully, the coonhound.
5: <laughs> he's two years of age, by
1: the way. Oh He's two.
0: Oh, he's only two, he's, he's only a baby. He's only two, yeah,
1: he's a baby. He's, he's, a, he's only a big two. puppy. Yeah and he's, he's great with kids and other dogs, and as you can see, people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a people love he, he is a lover, he <laughs> I and mean he's a Georgia I, boy. He wants to but dance yeah. with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: He wants to dance. He wants to dance. Put the music on.
6: <laughs> we can do that in yeah. post-production.
1: You know, I, what was it? Somebody at Big Dog Ranch mentioned that he's like a Biscuits and Gravy. Oh, yes. Biscuits, <laughs> and, biscuits and, gravy and Gravy guy, guy aren't you? Yeah. Oh, wow. He is. He really, really is. You yeah. can see. Those eyes. Stay well, long.
6: What a winner. Well, thanks for bringing yeah. them in
1: from georgia
0: he can't
6: oh, i had, I had to be georgia, georgia. i had yeah.
0: to be sort of, he's yeah. going over to say hello to you
1: too <laughs> <laughs> so now he's going to say hi to jonathan yeah i think he probably oh. likes the people
6: more than <laughs> <laughs> folks this is what happens when, when we have a very special dog all decorum breaks down and we just start having fun <laughs> so there's a microphone over here so i'm just occupying it so what I'm what I'm seeing over there is Sully went over there and started messing with uh, Jonathan's streaming equipment. <laughs> so we, are we still live? Wait, did you turn us off, Sully? Uh, no, we're still on the air. All right.
0: I wish you were in the studio. You're yeah. not going to believe this yeah. dog. He yeah. is
6: amazing. If you're driving in your car right now and you're going, what the hell's going on? Go home and then and pull up the video and. Uh,
1: like Rick still has the
6: camera on, on, on Sully. yeah <laughs> and
1: you, he's in uh, Building C.
6: Building C at Big Dog Ranch yeah. Rescue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To
1: adopt the Featured Dog of the Week, I'm sure Stu already told you, you can go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Uh-huh. You can go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue website, and uh, there you can uh, view Sully and so many other dogs. But uh, Sully has certainly energized our studio yeah, this morning he was a yeah. real highlight
5: exactly i wasn't expecting I think he's,
1: i'm not sure he may be going home with Stu, but i'm not sure
5: Oh, I've not lost that. Uh, i don't know uh, probably not
6: probably not i have three dogs at home right now well but you have know. a house full but one's only temporary because one's going up to new york with uh, with maggie in oh, a couple he's, of weeks
1: oh, she's so still there yes yeah, uh, so um
6: <laughs> we have uh, we'll have two so who knows yes, do, <laughs> do think about it?
1: you have a full
5: house
6: <laughs> yes i do <laughs> all right, thanks,
5: Bernadette. All right. Thank okay, you guys. Good thank luck, you Sally. so much. Our volunteer He's too adorable. from Big Dog
1: Ranch, yeah. <laughs> she comes in every week bye, and does bye a great bye. job. Have a wonderful bye bye. weekend. You Bless guys. You. See you. Bye, <laughs> Sally. <He's ready. laughs>
0: I wish I was that happy. Oh. I wish I was as happy as Sully. Uh, yeah, Sully was definitely very I mean, happy. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's the reason you need a dog because I think. Uh, we wouldn't even have to have psychologists or psychiatrists just give somebody a dog someone's got a problem and they're well, depressed that,
6: give them a dog well therapy dogs are a real thing and oh they have, absolutely and they have real dramatic um effects on on people that need yeah. it, especially people with anxiety disorders
0: um and things yeah, like exactly. that
1: yeah. yeah and it's just amazing you said said you're on point you know dogs change your life yeah for sure. be an
0: interesting study People with dogs and depression, I'll bet you there are far fewer people. I, I, oh, is it proven dog.
1: fact. I
6: totally agree yeah. Yeah, with that.
1: Proven fact. They've um, done studies. And
6: also know that therapy dogs, they don't start them um, as like little puppies. I think they're a couple of years old before they can start the training. So uh, if, if somebody if you're listening and you know somebody or, or you need or use a therapy dog, yeah. I think Sully, just based on his demeanor and his age, would be a perfect candidate right now to go yeah. through that training.
0: I saw Good a picture point. on Facebook the other day that just brought tears to my eyes. They had a bunch of therapy dogs in a chemo treatment center for children. And they and right, all the dogs were looking at the door because the, the child that they were therapy for was having the chemo. And when they came out of chemo, then the dogs were there. Right. And they were just sitting there looking at the door waiting for the child to come out. Oh, so, that's so sweet. How sweet. And,
1: yeah okay folks we are going to get to the mystery shopping report and uh, as uh, usual you definitely can vote we definitely appreciate you voting Uh, you're a big part of the show as I say every week and you can do so by texting us at 772-497-6530 that's 772-497-6530 our mystery shopping report comes from Sutherland Sutherland Nissan, right there in Vero Beach. So, uh, Vero listen. Beach,
0: Florida. It's just uh, a little north of uh, Palm your Beach seat County. Belts. About uh, what? About 25, 30 miles, forty miles, something like that. Yeah, it's
1: about it's about an hour East Coast of from Florida, uh, yeah. Jupiter.
0: Okay. Uh, and for the, of those of you listening, to read this. Uh, Stu composed it, and Agent Lightning lived it. That's our undercover mystery shopper, and. Uh, uh, I, w- I won't tell you, I don't, I don't I hate to give away the ending to a story, but I just want you to hear me say, this is not fiction. This really happened. <laughs> because when you hear this, you're not going to believe it. Okay, I'm speaking in the first person as if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived in the morning and was greeted by a salesman standing outside as I arrived. He asked me if I was there to see something specific. I told him I didn't have an appointment, but was hoping to get a new car that day. His smile widened, and he asked what type of car I was interested in. A sedan, SUV, small, large. I expressed my desire for something fuel-efficient, easy to navigate, and not too costly. He suggested that we look at the lot, and uh, we walked over to where the 2023 Nissan Sentra's were parked. Uh, I noticed that... None of the cars had window stickers. Those are Monroney labels. Uh oh. None of them displaying their prices. When I asked about this, he replied that the price listings were inside the vehicles, not on the windows. Like, duh. I mean, like, I should have known that. Well, of course, our regular listeners know, and I think a lot of people know, that it is federal law that requires mandates that the official factory sticker also called the Moroni label, must be affixed at the manufacturer, by the manufacturer, when the car is built and cannot be removed by anyone unless, other than the customer. Now, you don't literally have to remove it, but the customer has to say, please take off that window sticker. I just bought this car. That's federal law. So. Uh, the, the salesperson was just nonchalant and said, hey, you know, of course there's no window stickers on the cars. Uh, we put them inside the cars. When I asked about this, he replied that the price listings were inside the vehicle, not on the windows. After perusing the lot, I decided on the Sentra. He asked if I wanted, uh, wanted him to get the keys. I said yes, and he headed inside while I continued to look around. Upon his return, he insisted on showing me the spacious trunk before we he headed out for a test drive. That's curious. Can fit
3: three bodies in there.
6: (laughs) Uh, Oh, Agent Lightning just texted. She said, the ones I saw were all laminated and tucked in between the driver's seat and middle console, so not even really
0: visible. Wow, hard to believe. The Monroney label label was laminated and lying on the seat. Uh, The MSRP was $21,490. The addendum was also laminated. It added $10,000 for things like paint protection, 10000 that's a biggie, $10,000 extra for things like paint protection, microbial interior spray, let's throw back to the COVID, COVID days, nitrogen-filled tires, good old mm-hmm. nitrogen, uh, the air you breathe, by the way, in case you haven't checked on this, is 78% nitrogen, so they're putting air in your tires, um, <laughs> uh, etch, that's a theft deterrent, uh, glass etch, and a bunch of other stuff that will be uh, banned by the new rules proposed by the Federal Trade Commission. So that's uh, got the dealers all excited, uh, very unhappy about some of these junk fees and useless overpriced accessories that are packed into the price of cars. During our short test drive, we drove up US-1, made a U-turn, at the first red light, and then returned. That was a, a quickie test drive not the type you should insist upon if you're going to buy a car if you have the car that you want to buy by all means give it a serious test drive meaning hours not minutes and preferably a day or two drive that car in the same circumstances that you would drive your own car if you if you had owned that car that that drive
6: you didn't learn anything on that drive all you learned was it runs
0: yeah (laughs) exactly Uh, on the way, he asked me if I planned to trade in my current vehicle. I told him no, that I would also need a new license plate. I explained that we currently had four drivers, plus one on a permit, and only two cars. He quickly agreed that the Sentra would be the perfect addition to our fleet. Back at the dealership, uh, we sat down at his desk where he asked for my driver's license, and finally introduced himself as Marco. After making a copy of my license, he uh, inquired about my credit score, asked if I planned to lease or finance. I responded that I would either pay cash or finance, depending on any available incentives. He he interrupted to suggest that if I didn't finance, they would need to add an additional $2,500. So, again, uh, the deception uh, will grow as we continue this shopping report, but uh, the price that that they led you to believe made the assumption for you uh, that you were going to finance. Now, there's a lot of cash buyers. A lot of people don't want finance. Interest rates are high and people have their reasons for not wanting to finance, but they made the assumption that Agent Lighting was going to finance the car so that they could take $2,500 off and make it look like it was uh, cheaper than it was. He advised that I should finance and then pay it off after a few months, After a few months, which is a very deceptive thing to do. It's deceptive to the lender. It's also deceptive to the buyer because there's a huge penalty that you pay. And the dealer. And the dealer. And and the they're de- going to tra- get charged back. Yeah. The, uh, the dealer, who cares about the dealer? But you have, it's called Rule 78. So when you finance the car and you pay it off early, you're not getting back all the interest you're only getting back a fraction of that interest and the interest that you paid you'd never recover so uh, he was giving you some very bad advice uh, and, and implying that it was a smart thing to do so you, you could get the $2,500 rebate not true uh, I asked to see the cost for both options financing and paying cash he excused himself and I assumed He's going to get the pricing information that I just asked for. Instead, he returned with a questionnaire. Uh, the deception uh, is going deeper and deeper, folks. Uh, the questionnaire will know how I intend to purchase the car, my credit status, military service. There, there's uh, there's something rotten in the state of Denmark here. Recent graduation. Now, why would they want to know that? Etc. After I responded to no to all the questions, he left with the completed form. Upon his return, he presented me with a sheet detailing the cost. The market value selling price was $31,490, but there was a discount of $10,750, which made their adjusted price 20375 Now, I know you're getting dizzy with the numbers. If you were buying from Sutherland Nissan, you'd be dizzy too, and the numbers are coming fast and furious and deceptive. But then they added $3,000 for uh, C-O-L-L and then M-I-L these are all caps uh, C-O-M-L-T-T-E-R this made total price $23,375 to that they added a $1,199 doc fee uh, and then there was $304 Dollars and fifty cents in taxable fees, which are our junk fees, sales tax, and a hefty $666 in government fees. Interesting number. Uh, Government fees are legitimate if they are, in fact, government fees. The total walk out the door, uh, drive out the door, was $27,469. I was a little confused by the pricing and mentioned this to him. He retorted rather abruptly. I mean, not only he's is weird. he a crook, but he's he's rude. And you don't get rude with customers. It's just not smart. If you want to really take advantage of a customer, you got to have that customer like you and trust you. You don't answer questions abruptly in an insulting tone of voice. That he had, he he said that he had given me a ten thousand seven hundred fifty-five dollar discount. So kind of like, why are you asking these questions? Right. I- yeah.
6: After this gift I've given you.
0: When I asked about an additional $3,000 charge, he snapped back, <laughs> explaining that I didn't qualify for any of the discounts because I answered no to all the questions. So the questions were probably things like Are you a veteran? Are you currently on active duty in the military? Have you recently graduated from college? And uh, what would anything else you could figure out? Are you a it? realtor? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that was one of. But them. see, this they they this is really old school. This is uh, this is what the really down and dirty dealers do. They look for any kind of possible discount from the manufacturer, from anybody, uh, and no matter how obscure and remote the chance that the readers of the advertisement or the customer that comes in will qualify. For any of these, much less all of them, the, the chances of, of qualifying for all of them are about like winning the, uh, the, the, the monster lotto. It's not going to happen. Um, at any rate, um, I expressed my discomfort with these fees and the entire situation. He interrupted me again, uh, asserting that he had already explained everything. I mean... <laughs> Now he's got himself into an argumentative, adversarial relationship with the person he's trying to sell the car to. At this point, I was furious. I stood up, told him to forget it, and walked out. Now, Agent Lightning literally did this. She told us after the shopping report she was mad. that she got so mad, she just got the hell out of there. I mean, you know, and she's a pro. I mean, she she has yeah, shopped a lot of dealers. It's amazing.
6: She she's she's like. had
0: every kind of yeah. a treatment. And she's all. I think this is the first time she's ever lost her cool. She just stormed. She's gotten,
6: she's gotten angry before because she's had. Yeah. I mean, she's had like managers just confront her. Yeah. Um, but no, we're not where she's just just turn around and. But just well, just with just, all
1: her skills, she has really she knows how to apply herself. Yeah. You know, and she was just uh, she, uh, the 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 uh, p- personality of this person. You know, she just displayed it by getting up and just saying, uh, "Say, Levy."
6: Yeah, I just. Um, but you know what. They need to see that, you know, and I'm and I'm sure that that's not the only time that's happened at Southernland
0: Nissan. I yeah. think <laughs> it's a an interesting observation about Nissan is they score very low on the dealer attitude survey, and that's an inside thing most people don't know about. But annually, uh, NADA surveys their twice, car dealers twice a year. Yeah,
6: hmm? I think every like twice a year.
0: Yeah, twice twice a year. Yeah. And uh and the idea is. Uh, Manufacturers want to stay on the good side of the dealers to get their cooperation, and uh, they value the results of that survey. They, they really push the dealers to fill the surveys out, and uh, Nissan scores extremely low. Uh, the survey just came out, by the way, and uh, Lexus, Toyota, BMW, Audi—I uh, forget the top ten—but Nissan is on the bottom. They they typically have a very adversarial relationship with their dealers, and that breeds the type of dealers that we see here at Sutherland. Nissan dealers, on the average, uh, just don't treat their customers very well. And uh, one of the reasons is Nissan themselves, the way they treat their dealers. So that's... uh, I I like Stu's less. Uh, He wrote this... He says, I still have no idea what the mysterious 666, 666 devil's 666. fee is. No, no, that was, that was actually, that's
6: from Agent Lightning. She didn't oh. know what the devil, <laughs> I didn't know what she was until I read it. Yeah, 666,
0: yeah. It's, it's the mark yeah. of the beast. They probably packed government fees with something that weren't government, I don't know. Maybe they did enough wrong without worrying about the 666. It was just an atrocious experience. So we've got to have the votes, and I think uh, we yeah, probably think get a lot of votes. we kind
6: of know where this is going here Um I'll get to our, let me see if I, I'll read the ones I got so far. Jonathan Del Rey, when your first experience with the dealership is them breaking federal law, what else will they do? Definitely disreputable. This dealership gets a hard F. Thanks, Jonathan. You know, the fine
0: is $1,000 per offense. So if they had 100 cars in stock, uh, all of them without Mononi labels, that's a $100,000 fine that should be assessed. So where is the enforcement? Of these rules and regulations we have
6: hopefully it's coming if they get the new ftc thing unless it's all window dressing uh mark says easy to score to S- stay out of trunk f minus minus <laughs> way too many issues to discuss imagine going in for service he said mm. uh, bob says this may be the worst mystery shop i've heard this must be fiction F for Southern Nice on there. They are really dishonest and rude. No way anyone should shop there. And uh, I'm going to incline... I'm gonna. My, they're getting an F from me. It's just too much of that stuff. I mean, <laughs> we have no... Uh, forget about the curve. I mean, this is... uh hey, the F hey, is hey, on the curve. We don't give out many Fs, so no, when no, we do... we're, we're giving. An, I'm giving an F, and this F is on the curve.
3: <laughs> All right? Sure. I've got... Cash says... F minus, and worst of all, it's a Nissan. Negan One says, I was at F two minutes into the story. I'm at a point, if the Monroni sticker's not on the window, I'm leaving. Kirk in West by God, Virginia. (laughs) Sutherland Nissan, horrendous. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Here you go, (laughs) argue with this. F minus. (laughs) Oh boy, they are rolling in on here. Second Channel, it's uh, Tom Steckel says, This is an F. They took lessons from Napleton. One of the worst we've seen. (laughs) Mark Anderson, Great F. Part of the addendum also included money to keep the former CEO in hiding. (laughs) Johnny Z. Fradley, 50% markup? Then they take it off? Then add more fees? It's getting dizzy here. (laughs) F. Rocky Blockadeel, Very bad and rude on top of everything, F. Tim Gilliland, a $10,000 addendum with the obligatory nitrogen. Rude salesman, F, F, F. (laughs) Mark Smith, F for such deception. TJH, F. Baby Boomer, Triple F. Clifford Manthe, LOL, F. And Cram, 1624, F, dishonest. Oh, here we go with Kyle in Pennsylvania (laughs) joining late. Well, I'll answer that question in just a moment, Kyle. Uh, For me, F, yeah, it's uh, It's too easy. Don't even need to explain it. That's an F.
0: Do I even need to ask Nancy? (laughs)
6: Nancy's giving him an F.
1: You're not going to take my mic away from me, are you? (laughs) Agent Lightning, you and I, we got to do a mystery shop together. Oh, boy. I could have some fun. Boy, could I have some fun. On a serious note, I just want to share what I've talked uh, on the air about, and that's uh, Senator Mike Monroney, and um, you know, the sticker didn't even exist in 1958, but because of him, because of him, there was a law passed in Congress, the Monroney Act and there is a serious fine if not jail time for this outrageous way of doing business and uh you know this this mystery shop could have gone sideways I I know Agent Lightning and boy did she handle it well um rudeness disrespect uh, uh, I'd love to have somebody go back and, and mystery shop this place again just to see how they fare I, it, my curi they have stirred my curiosity, and uh, for that I give them an f
0: mm. now we don't give Fs out lightly i i I, I usually raise the score because I remind everybody about grading on the curve but let me tell you something curve or no curve that's an f in space and uh, I, I I totally agree do we have any uh, Hopefully, we have Nissan dealers on the recommended list. I'm going there right now, as matter <laughs> we, we, <laughs> of be And terrible. Jonathan's going to have some
6: fun
1: with <laughs> that, too.
0: I'm on it and I'm like, I'm like, um, do That's have one anything? of the reasons that we we grade on the curve, because if we were uh, great on an uh, absolute uh, basis, we'd have brands, and you know, there would be no dealers to buy from. So you have to have some dealers to buy from, and uh, you just have to be very, very careful.
6: Right, so here's what we have. Uh, We actually do Auto Auto Nation Nissan in in Pembroke Pines, Florida, has a C plus. H. Greg Nissan in Delray Beach got a C. Coral, maybe we're on a generous, like one of these, like really grading on the curve sort of things. Uh, But then there's a bunch of D's and D minuses, and Sutherland's on here already with an F. So. Oh, they
0: already have an F. Oh, I forgot about that.
1: You know, I, I wonder if there has been anyone that's ever leaped across the desk at a salesperson, or flipped a desk over. Has wonder, anyone really ever gotten?
6: The way to find out is if you go to go to this dealership, and if there are signs that say, uh, "We will not tolerate any viol- violence, <laughs> or <laughs> or threatening language, or curse words," because yeah. usually um, an incident will. They have, a,
0: they have a sign like that Cleveland <laughs> at Cleveland Clinic.
6: Yeah. I, I thought, mm-hmm. what the hell happened here that had to put these signs up over the whole hospital?
0: Well, well
1: I have my sign that I travel with. So th- if you want me to abide by your sign, you've got to abide by mine. We to, can do this the easy way or, or the, the hard bed. way. <laughs> yeah.
6: It's uh, hilarious.
0: You know, I, uh, I think we've got a, a couple minutes here. and I, uh, Nancy's brought up the blog I've written up about, uh, where, oh, here it is right here, uh, the blood. nature of the beast, and uh, she <laughs> will hold that up. Uh, the reason I mention that is we're really hard on dealers, uh, and even the dealers we pass, we were highly critical. And let's face it, uh, the the Gallipino poll on honesty and ethics and professions, they've been doing that for 40 years, and, and car dealers are always at the bottom. Uh, but I, because I've been around so long, and I started the business in 1968, I saw, and I learned from my father, too, the way this happened and the reason you have dealers like Sutherland and they have dealers that are not as bad as Sutherland but they're still pretty bad, Uh, the C's that we give are for dealers that don't do a very good job but we have to give them a C because we grade on the curve this all happened because the manufacturers over-dealered, the manufacturers, you go back to Henry Ford When he invented assembly line mass production, suddenly he could build cars real fast. But you couldn't sell them that fast from the manufacturers. Back in those days, uh, the manufacturers sold cars directly. Then they discovered mass production, and they wanted to grow, and and they were insanely competitive amongst themselves. So General Motors, Ford, uh, the original uh, Chrysler uh, Corporation, uh, all these big, big manufacturers were just at each other's throats trying to sell more cars. So they sent up car dealerships all over the United States, and they had them on like a one-year franchise, and they put car dealerships on every corner. They're like gas stations and banks. Every corner had a, a Chevrolet dealer a Ford dealer, and the, the dealers were had so much competition, they couldn't advertise a car at a price they sell it for it because they never sell the car because the competition was advertising the car for less money, so that's what turned the dealers into lying, cheating, stealing, uh, misinforming, uh, deceptive advertising, bait and switch, and that's what that's what we have today. Uh, it's uh, it's a sad statement on the development of why what happened exists today and. Uh, why we're going back at the very beginning of the show, uh, the, the subject came up, a call came in about uh, w- did we really believe that cars would be sold directly by the manufacturers, and did the manufacturers want to do that? Well, they do. they just want don't want the dealers to know about it because they need us right now, and they need to keep us happy and pacify us if they if we 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 became aware that they were going to take away our franchises and sell the cars that we sell directly to the customers there'd be a huge amount of battling between the dealers and the manufacturers
3: okay Harold got one other question to Kyle in Pennsylvania he got in a little late today he says uh, new car prices are still MSRP minimum but trade-in values are plummeting isn't now the worst time ever to buy a new car If you have a car that you need to trade in, (laughs) kind of It's
0: it's a misunderstanding, and I I see the headlines too. Used car prices are coming down, but they went up so high that your car is still worth considerably more than the equivalent car at that stage before COVID. So uh, when COVID came in, the prices of used cars soared, and new cars soared. Now, they're at the top of the curve, and the prices are coming down. That's what's coming down. But uh, if you bought a car, if you have a used car that you bought four or five years ago, that car is worth far more today than, than it would have been had we not had COVID. So you can still get, relatively speaking, a really good price on your car. If you have a lease car that uh, you took out during the COVID issue, Uh, same thing. You're still going to get you can get more for the car than what the residual value or the
3: purchase option price is. So you're in good shape used car wise. And uh, Bruno from earlier, he came back in to explain uh, what he meant was that he bought a uh, 23 Camry TRD and a a white 23 Camry TRD. He's upside down it a little bit right now but he's wondering if since it's a popular car would he be able to get a reasonable pr- enough price of it to cover most of that negative equity, and leave him almost breaking even on the price? He's in a uh, better
6: he's in a better shape with a TRD. Uh, that, was, that, that was kind of a it's a unique kind of car. It's like it, it's, it's it's he doesn't have a run of the mill Camry. Um, now that's not going to mean. He's gonna get the same premium that you know he paid over an LE Camry on the trade-in, but it would be recognized. I mean, you get a little, he'd be on the. I think if it's in good shape and all that, on the higher well, end. Well, we of don't,
0: and point. we don't know what the negative equity is. So mm-hmm. it, it all depends. The the thing you do, uh, you, you you take that Camry and you shop it, and uh, you go to Carvana, you go to CarMax, uh, you go to Prome. Uh, you go to uh, 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 to toilet dealers, shop it around. I mean, you're in the driver's seat. I mean, it's a seller's market. You're the seller. And uh, instead of three or four prices, you get eight or ten prices. Uh, car, uh, used cars are still in high demand. But the prices have come off the highs, but they're still much higher than when you bought that car. So mm-hmm. you're in a good good position. Excellent. Okay.
1: Okay, folks. Uh- <clears throat> I think it's time to wrap it up, and uh, Agent Lightning, what a fabulous job you did, and uh, thanks to Big Dog Ranch for, uh, you know, our wonderful volunteer for bringing Solly in, and uh, as you know, you can go to uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and uh, you can enjoy the website, Solly and so many other dogs, and of course, the panel here is uh, certainly... You know, phenomenal. And we it's forgot great- to
0: mention that you can foster dogs there too, I meaning keep them for a couple of weeks. We we ask that you do this if you can't adopt the dog, and a lot of people have good reasons. But you can free up some space at Big Dog Ranch so we can take in more pe- more people, <laughs> more dogs, and and when we take a dog in, we're saving lives because a lot of these dogs uh, were to be executed. Euthanize. Yeah. Um, a lot of shelters have a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day, some limit, and they won't keep the dog beyond that, and then they euthanize the dog. So they call Big Dog Ranch, we take them, we take them all, we don't euthanize dogs. So we have a space problem. If you want to foster, uh, you know, uh, Sully, I don't th- I don't think you're going to be able to foster Sully because him he was such a cutie pie that yeah. he'll be adopted he's immediately. But uh, if you want to help out Big Dog Ranch, just say, I'll take a dog for two weeks and that helps them out. And then you return the dog and hopefully by then they can find a home. Yeah,
1: and we help out by paying the uh, fees. Uh, sometimes, you know, you want a dog and you can't afford it. Uh, you know, we can help you on that. And don't forget, you can go to Earl's book. Um, you can go to Amazon. And uh, you can pick up Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, and the uh, cost of that book is nineteen ninety nine. All proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. Except Great. the commission
0: and, and folks. So
3: <laughs> the pictures that you're going to see online, they don't do the dogs justice. Right. Uh, take take a few hours, go out there and water. Because just having Sully here in the studio, <laughs> that was amazing. He yeah, is so your beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, on video, he's incredible, but in real life, he is awesome. Yeah. Go out and wander around and see some of these animals. They're great. And the, just, the just great. go there. If you get a
6: chance to see the dogs out during recess, um, actually, I don't know if it's recess. It might be all the time. They have a big <laughs> pond, like a lake. Dogs are running in and out of it. It's like, it's, it's like the Serengeti, but all dogs. Anyways, was it's awesome. it, it, it makes it, a great it, afternoon. It's,
1: it's a holiday every day at Big Dog Ranch, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We've come to the end of another show. We thank you uh, for joining us this morning, and uh, I think we have more calls, uh, Jonathan. Uh, I think it was a I think it was a record. And thanks to the ladies that are uh, listening and joining us. Also, uh, everyone have a great weekend, and we'll be right back here next Saturday morning at eight a.m.